common uh, thing we run into, which is the Course in Miracles puts it as level confusion. So the, the broad example we usually use in recovery is, um, okay, your house is on fire, all your stuff's getting burnt, you're getting burnt. Now, if you at that moment start thinking there is no house and there is no fire, that's a solution from a different level than where you're appearing to be, yes? So a better solution on the level you're appearing to be which is, where's, where's a map to the nearest water? So there's always these idea when people, when we hear this message, as it goes along, there's a confusion about uh, between the dreamt and then let's say the idea of non-duality. From the dreamt's point of view, it hears non-duality like it hears everything else. It's, it uh, claims it, and it tries to seek an advantage out of it. So if someone in recovery, and this is just a generalization, but someone in recovery hears that there is no self, they believe that absolves them from doing the steps and having the go to AA meetings because they're not, how could they be an alcoholic if they're not even a person, yeah? Yet the alcoholism, keeps finding expression through them. And now the non-duality is being used as a denial, a mental denial that doesn't work. So they become drunk, non-dualists, and then they, <laughs> they come back and they explain what happened. And they, it goes into the general uh, category because it happens a lot, yeah? So the mental state is going to use this idea to sort of, uh, give it a, like a, you know, get out a free jail card. Yeah. So basically I remember when I was young with this, I had been introduced to it and I was living in Australia and I remember it to this day. My girlfriend at the time was going out with her friends and I was going to be home. And she said, Hey, Paul, maybe you can do the dishes tonight and clean up around the living room and stuff. So I heard that but I heard it with my little non-duality concept. And I figured, uh, well, there is no Paul, so to do the dishes or to clean up. So when she got home, the dishes weren't done and uh, nothing got cleaned up. And she says, hey, Paul, I thought I'd ask you to do the dishes. I said, well, there is no Paul. And she basically said, fuck you, do the dishes, yeah? So basically, my stage of immaturity concerning this message was uh, I had a rude awakening and I got moved through it pretty quickly because I could see the principle. Just like everything else, I was trying to find an excuse for what I took to be really real. Now, I'm not saying it's real, but when it is real for you and you try to make it unreal, it's more real than ever, yeah? So let's say if the action figure is pretty screwed up, and you say, well, there's no action figure, so he's not screwed up. The screwing up is still going to express, yeah? And now you'll be confused with this mental concept that there is no Paul, but Paul feels like shit, yeah? So then suddenly you start ramming down the non-duality uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical take, which is the letter of the law to everyone you meet. 
and you're not very attractive considering the message. <laughs> you know, it's not like most, the way you are isn't like what most people would like to become or be. So you become a really bad advertisement for a quote unquote non-duality, but you're not, you're an advertisement for the mental state. Yeah, yeah. So this idea of level confusions, because it's not you that's on that level. You see, this is where people get a little bit touchy. They feel they're on a, a superior or let's say another level and they won't admit that the story of Paul is appearing on a other level. And so they keep rigidly keep applying the solution from the, the absolute level to the relative levels and it doesn't work, yeah? Because it isn't you manifesting, it's, the men, it's mind manifesting, yeah? You're not on the third level when you think you're on the sixth level. There's no you on any levels. There's an appearance of you after wherever you are is claimed, yeah? This is where the, the pride is sort of misspent because you have pride in not being in a position that you were never in to begin with, yeah? So the mental denial doesn't work. So if, if this shoe fits, just wear it and a lot will be revealed because again, I just had this conversation and this is what the topic went to, which is because he, it's so easy when you hear this message to not see the activity of the denial of the message, which is the claiming of everything. You believe, maybe you believe non-duality is in an exalted state that it can't be claimed, but it gets claimed immediately by the mental state, yeah? And then the non-duality gets interpreted to fit into the mental state, not the mental state fitting itself into the non-duality. It goes the other way, yeah? So I hope that's even more confusing than usual, and let's uh, move on. Jeremy has his hand up. You want to ask him to unmute? Oops, where'd he go? Ask him to unmute now. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. Given that you raised that topic, I just wanted to share something because uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago and uh, you were recommending that I try uh, like rendering unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and just dealing with the action figure. And um, yeah, I've just been trying it and I'm just I'm just finding that life is life can be very simple. And when you talk about traveling lightly, that's very, very attractive to me. It's something that I'm really hungry for. And just to give you an example, like a few months ago when I came back in recovery, I had this whole list of things I wanted to do in my life, like a five-year plan and this degree and that qualification. I've just thrown it in the bin. And like tomorrow was meant to start a course and I just emailed them and I said, no, I'm not interested. And um, yeah, I think it, for me, it has a lot to do with coming back into recovery. And just the spotlight is going from in here to out there. And I'm just finding that's quite hard. It's like bending a steel girder or something, but it is slowly happening. And I'm just finding that when I'm in that game, like beyond the roof over my head, there's actually not much I need kind of thing. And I'm, I just wanted to share that it's, it's, it's work in progress, but yeah, uh, I'm, I've been trying on that shoe, as you say, and it seems to be, there's, some, there's a possibility, let's just say. And I, I find it very attractive and 
yeah, it's just like you say this thing about burbing and it just seems to be very juicy, you know, because I've had this non-dual Nazi in my head for years. And yet life, it seems to be, it can be quite simple, but just really uh, wonderful as well. You can really, you can really experience it. Whereas before I had this thing that was just blocking me off. If that makes sense. So yeah, I just want to share that. Yeah, there's, uh, I used to see in the communities of non-duality, I used to see like uh, different schools. So there was the non-dual Pharisees, yeah, which they had the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. So if you were doing a comment on any kind of blog and you used the word I or me in a casual manner to get to the real meat of the message, that's where the spotlight was. And you were disqualified from the fucking comment section. Yeah, to me, that's uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the pharisaic the pharisaical condition. Yeah, and then uh, then there's also non-dual dualists, where they want to duel it out and see who's less of a self than the other. <laughs> These are all the wonderful uh, tributaries that get formed when the, when the message gets claimed by the mental state. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And there's a, loot, a large seriousness can come over us based on the great divide between what I'm not and what I am. Yeah. And, uh, See, in what we are, what we're not is included. Yeah? The what we are in the what we're not is very excluded. Ex yes? But really, the what you are is very inclusive. Yeah. But if it's held in what you're not, it becomes very exclusive. It's all what comes before everything here. And, you know, a very uh, simple signpost was presented by the Course of Miracles, which is you and I are the dreaming of this dreaming. Yeah? That's what's happening here. We're having real, real effects, quote unquote, real effects occur from taking an imaginary dream to be true. Yeah. That's what's going on. So because of that, there's a, you've got to pay, render unto Caesar's what Caesar's because it's you as Caesar, yeah? You are the reality. And if you take something that's not so to be so, there are going to be effects. And there are going to be causeless effects, yeah? There's no real cause to them, but the effects will seem real. And you can't deny them away with a, a philosophy, it doesn't work because the philosophy is also in the what you're not area. Yes. So uh, you get stuck in that whole idea again of self can't get out of self. Yeah. Now you th and it, it, it's also it's also applicable to non self as a self trying to get out of self. <laughs> when a self has assumed it's a non self, that's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, that one. that's a very tricky one because <laughs> he thinks it's non-self doesn't have to get out of self well 
yet the the alarm bells as the action figure keep going off and no one's responding. Yeah, <laughs> it's a drag. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. This is this is an advance, but let's say you've been introduced to these ideas. You know, the reaction of the mental state to these ideas are pattern-like and noticeable. Yeah, you can see some of the obvious ones. Yeah, and then you can fit all the unique people into the obvious categories. You can see it because it doesn't have an infinite reaction to the idea of non-duality. It has a finite reaction. And there's maybe a few of them, but enough of us have, <laughs> have displayed the pattern so that we can recognize the pattern. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, it's not us. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's not us that's trying to be a non-self. It isn't. That's the great news. Yeah. The great news is all the activities that we believe mean so much, the one that's being uh, inferred by all the claiming of those activities doesn't mean anything. That's the beauty of it, yeah? That's where the real relief lies. You get let off of a hook and you can stay off the hook, yeah? It's not a let off of a hook based on conditions, no. You're let off of a hook of being the center of the universe and having a demand put on you that somehow with all your blind spots, you've got to become enlightened or awakened or whatever. And it's just another, it's like a very fine leather whip in the little slavery race of seeking for something at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and people look so much better when they stop. Yeah. Their face doesn't get this. You know, when, when I, growing up in New York in the winter, we have these canyons between the high buildings, yeah? And when you would turn into one of these streets, the wind would be coming down there and it would just chisel your face and freeze your features for about 40 minutes. It would just be like that. This is sort of what some of the, the squares look like. <laughs> when I first met them, <laughs> it was like they were chiseled by, by the the incredible responsibility to be a non-self <laughs> as a self. It's unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to change the language. What? No, don't worry about it. You know, just, just, just change how the language lands. That's all. You don't have to change the whole language. Just don't take the personal pro, pro, uh, pronouns too seriously. Yeah. Gotcha. You said I went to the store. There is no I. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I've had those conversations. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I hope this, this invitation and then the follow-up that we enjoy brings you to a less, seri a less serious state, yeah, where you can find humor in what you used to take to be dread, yeah? I hope. It's all part and parcel of traveling lighter. The traveling lighter isn't dependent on everything going better, yeah? It's, in, it's dependent on, on what kind of response there is to whatever's going on, yeah? 
And this is where the travel lighting, traveling lighter is seen. And sometimes it aligns with everything going great also, but sometimes it doesn't, yeah? Or what you would think was going great. You just travel lighter, yeah? Not based on circumstances or situations, and especially not based on your conditions and your circumstances as what you're not. In other words, your condition isn't based on what you're not's conditions anymore. That's fantastic, because what you're not's conditions is like building a house on sand, yeah? They're changing every minute. Tons of shit's happening all day. Uh, there's no, you know, you'd put a nail in one day, the next day the whole piece of wood moved, yeah? There's no, there's no solid foundation you can live by that way, yeah? And you'll know when you're traveling lighter by traveling lighter, you will. And you'll see that you had nothing to do with it. Therefore, the fear of losing it or fucking it up gets dismissed, yeah? Yeah, so the onus is lifted off of your imaginary shoulders, yeah? And it's, it rests in a sense of being what you are, not becoming what you are, not working hard to get to be what you are, but, but just being what you are, yeah? And it brings or lends a lot of acceptance to appearing to be what you're not. It does. The cat's been navigating this trip to the couch this whole time. <laughs> here we go where is she i gotta see her she never she ne she never appears on any of the videos let's see oh here she is there's a hotel oh. here you go oh it's katso <laughs> she's here <laughs> this is the best show there you go She's got oh, the best seat in the house, yeah. Oh, she's got so. Yeah. So, but she gets it. There she goes. <laughs> she's an insect hunter. That's what she hunts. Scared of squirrels, birds, pretty much everything. But insects, she'll devour them with one bite. All right, so uh, next question. Thank you, Jeremy. Victor. There's a nice shirt today, too. I don't know if you can see this. This free life. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, so a question that's in my mind for a few days already. I was wondering whether, because you always say that if the message is received, let's say, uh, it produces traveling lighter. And I was wondering if it's also possible, because it seems to be the case for me, that uh, it actually generates uh, fear. And uh, long story short, um, just to connect that with, with some other story from, uh, from, uh, from my life, uh, there was a time uh, I smoked weed and experienced uh, depersonalization and derealization. I don't know if you had these experiences or someone else had these experiences. And yeah, it was quite traumatic, I would say. Like there was a lot of fear. I think it's like the most traumatic experience I 
I've ever had. And um, yeah, these days, like when I hear the message either from you or from someone else, it kind of produces a similar feeling, which gives me a lot of fear. And uh, this is like, this was like well past me. Like I already didn't need to deal with that anymore. It was like out of, out of my sight in my life. Like this was done. Uh, I dealt with that for maybe three or four months and then the fear was gone. Everything was fine. And now recently it turns out that, uh, after a few weeks of digesting the message, the feeling, the feeling is coming back and, uh, and huge fear and uh, feeling that I might lose control, I might get crazy or something like this. And uh, I also did my own research. Uh, it seems that some of the people call um, this thing like depersonalization or derealization, they call it like uh, <laughs> enlightenment evil twin so it's very kind of similar but produces like very negative emotions uh it's uh, it seems like there is still someone of course who is experiencing this and uh it's it's kind of it's kind of feels like you're not yourself but there is something that claims to be myself which is afraid that it will die or something will happen i will lose control and I'm quite not sure how to proceed with this because I also notice like a huge uh, mm, decline of interest in the message, of course, because of fear, because it generates fear. So this is probably normal that like, I don't want to come close to something that generates fear. But I'm, I'm wondering about your possible comments on that and whether... I have basically two two hypotheses. Uh, so one of them is okay. Something something is going on there, and it's very similar. So uh, so it generates fear that that is from the past. Let's say because the experience is is very similar, or it's something that was maybe not properly digested, and now is the time to digest that in a healthy way. I don't know. Uh, but this is something that's yeah. very alive and I'm not sure how to proceed further. Like I, the, the, the thing that maybe not bothers me, but uh, the thing that's very visible for me is like there's big decline of interest in the message. So um, probably due to fear. So I was wondering about your comments or ideas about this. Like, is, is that possible? Did, did that happen to some of your uh, students, let's say, but of course they, they are not students. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's always a possibility, but first, so there you, let's say you're, you don't feel like you're in the fear now, but let's say there's fear. Yeah. Do you have the possibility of seeing who has the fear? Well, the thing is, like when I ask the other way and thinking, looking for who's causing it, why not look at who's having it or what's causing it? Why not look for who's having it? Yeah. Yeah. I actually tried that once or twice. I just asked, who is it that 
that is afraid, and it actually generated even more fear. Well, yes, because and, it's see we we have an example we use or a little metaphor about this. You ever hear about this? the snake and going through the molting. You know what molting is? They lose their skin, right? Yeah, yeah. So every day, yeah. every year, they go through this event called molting. So let's look at this, this event from two points of view. One point of view will be represented by the skin and one point of view will be represented by the snake. Yes? All right, so when the skin's point of view is that it's the snake. That's the yeah. assumption the skin's living by, that it's the snake. It has a strange suspicion that it's wrong. So it's a very, it sees a lot of things that could be good for the snake as a threat to itself. Yes? So here comes, it gets a sense that the molting's going on because the snake hasn't been traveling that well. It's getting stuck on rocks. It's not attracting any female snakes. All the scales are sort of dull. It's got rips and tears. It's got heavier from shit it's picked up. So the snake is basically going to be doing a whole lot better when the molting occurs because it's going to get new scales, new skin, much shinier, attract female snakes, travel lighter over the rocks. They won't have any cuts or snags, shit like that. But see, the skin's point of view is going on concurrently. Let's say the snake is in the timeless state of it and the skin is in time. So from the skin's point of view, it starts jacking in into the snake head and tells the snake, buy a lot of moisturizer. Yeah, I got to keep this skin on as long as possible. Stay out of the sun. Watch out. For, and it starts trying to manage and control. Watch out for that rock. Don't go near there. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So from the skin's point of view, it's sort of like Armageddon is coming. The end of days is coming. From, from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Yeah. So this is what happens when things get shook up and sometimes suddenly, when there's a sudden shake up, it hasn't gone over time, but you suddenly get whacked. It puts the, it sets off an, an alarm in the mental state. And now the, the, uh, the mental state is at high alert and it's just beep, it's it just, you know, beeping red, bang, 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 bang. And it wants to take your attention or the attention and interest away from the possibility of this being great and stop all progress by fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a desire to relent to it and give up and take the side of the skin. Yes. Because the snake isn't saying anything. It's just silent, but it's, it's there. See, it's not, it has, it is the snake. You see, the skin isn't the snake. This is what's causing the reaction of fear from the skin's point of view. It's going to be showed up because when it falls off the snake, the snake will continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and during these events, you'll see uh, where the interest and attention goes to. Yeah. I mean, I had something occur uh, years ago, years ago. I don't like telling it, but it's, it's appropriate here. So, so something happened. It was such a weird set of events. 
I was in a thrift store, which I go to quite a lot, and I met my old Tai Chi master there. And I was with a friend of mine, and the Tai Chi master came up to me and smacked me like four times on the back. And I felt something, and I felt like an elevated, energetic uh, alertness. So for about three or four days, I'm trucking around with that. I have a dental appointment. The dentist uh, shoots me with Novocaine, and I think there was some kind of speed in the anesthesia, and it got into the bloodstream. And it triggered a physical reaction where my blood pressure went flying past the machine. And so they had, I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I went to the hospital, and I, my head was telling me, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to, you know, tons of different, sang the same song, but said it in all different ways, right? And so, <laughs> and my heart is going like crazy. So the doctors, they look at me and they say, all right, we're going to give you some blood pressure. And basically, there's nothing else we can do. You got to go see the cardiac people, you know, the heart people. So... I get released from the hospital and then I dawn on me and I'm feeling like uh, it was so strong. I felt like light, obviously, but I felt the speed of light, which I had. I had other experiences where I felt light filled around in light. But this time I felt the speed of light also, which was going to blow the chassis apart. And my my head was in complete freak out mode. Yeah. So. I call up an acupuncture guy I knew and I describe what's happening to him. And he tells me, you're just having a big Kundalini event, come down. And he started, he gave me these herbs that they give like to Tibetan monks if they meditated like for 40 hours in a row. He, Take this herb, these mushrooms, put them under your tongue every night. And he had me sit up, lay on the table until my pulse changed, sometimes an hour and a half or something, three or four times a week. He's a friend of mine. And I started to get some relief. So I figured it's, a, it's this event because what he's doing is helping it. But for three months, it went on, three months. And I used to, it was so unbelievable. The best I could handle it was by laying down and sometimes I knew I was going to die. So I took the money I had in my room and I put it in a, an envelope with it sticking out and left it on the nightstand so my roommates could take care of the body. I didn't want to dump a dead body on them so, so they could pay, you know, get my me cremated or whatever. I did this many nights and it was just going on and on and on. I could, there's nothing that could stop it. So after three months... <laughs> It went down a little bit, which was fucking incredible. So it went from like red alert five to like red alert three. And so, uh, <laughs> and it would fake like it was going back to the first three months. That would be its big advertisement. Oh, oh, you're losing it again. But then I went through nine months of this shit in a sense. Couldn't do talks much because the talks would just take me out. Couldn't travel anywhere. Couldn't do much, you know. And uh, but it didn't kill me, basically. And it go, got a whole lot different afterwards, you know. I mean, it really changed the basis of the action figure's life. And the action figure has never gone back to the way it was before that, never. So 
if that was what was needed in this little playing out in a dream, well, f- fucking far out because the results have been quite uh, stellar, let's say. Eh? So, yeah, don't. It doesn't matter if it's too much for you. Back off. It's not. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like. It's not the only time you're going to be at the cliff's edge. You know, you can get an invitation to the cliff edge every day. Yeah. So and there's no way you can blow anything. So if it's too much for you, stop listening to the talks, chill out, read some fiction, you know, watch a movie and be as good as you can to yourself. Yeah. And then get back on the horse if you want later. This is there is no. There is no finish line. There is no, you've got, this is the only time I'm going to ever have this opportunity. That's baloney. What you are is always available at all times, right? Where you are and not based on your condition. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's too much for you, fucking back off. Stop listening. And it wasn't me that did it. It was all the other people you were listening to. (laughs) <laughs> no so yeah that would be a suggestion yeah but i'm telling you it's the system itself that's producing the anxiety yeah and the anxiety is such an alert it's mimicking fear so you believe you're in, you're in a a life and death situation when you're not yeah that's how thoroughly convincing it can become when push comes to shove. And basically the system feels threatened. So therefore it fucking pulls out the big guns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the biggest fears, like I'm going to lose control, I'm going to die, I'm going to Great. do this and that. Like Great. the biggest the biggest ones, like the, there are no bigger ones than these ones, right? Like I'm They're going to go mad and Die to yourself, like St. Francis says. Die to yourself and you're reborn. Losing control, you don't have any control to begin with. Yeah, these are all (laughs) fantasies. You don't die and you don't have any control already. You're afraid of a present tense condition. That's how insane it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking something's going to happen that's already a fact in your life. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna die seemingly <laughs> and you're not in control <laughs> welcome to relief <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny man. people with the hopes of becoming awake are blind to being awake yeah you would you think losing control would kill you? You haven't had control. <laughs> Who says you're alive to begin with? <laughs> to be so afraid of death? Really? Do you really believe you started, you know, 1960 or something or <laughs> that you're like a like a human clock that's ticking it's and then it's going to end and it's going to be super terrible (laughs) who said we all our speculations come from a failed system by now we should be suspicious about all that it 
forecasts and, you know, pontificates around. <laughs> the skin is not the snake. <laughs> That's the good news. No matter how much it tells us it's the snake, it's not the snake. You, you are the snake, and you can see the skin telling you that you are the, that it's the snake. You can see it, yeah? There's nothing that's before us. If you take everything back, there's nothing before what we are. There's nothing that's aware of the awareness. There's nothing. There's just awareness, yeah? But yeah, if something is flipping you out, don't use a philosophy. Just fucking distract yourself. I mean, I'd recommend Bloodline on Net on Netflix. It's a three-season show. It's pretty good. If you get absorbed well, in it, it'll take all your attention away from I've lost control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm into office now, actually. <laughs> just, just discovered office so that's a lot of fun to be honest yeah i will yeah i will think about it like yeah currently it's don't like think about it. Off, don't so. think about it it already <laughs> got to the it got to the desired target you don't need your head doesn't need to uh go over it really you don't yeah it's, a, just, it's already right now, hit the intended have... target yeah Thank you, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Victor. Ravi, I asked him to unmute. Yes, Avi, I'm looking right at you. How are you? Thank you, Paul, for doing this. No, I just uh, raised my hand because um, I just wanted to tell you just a funny thing that happened to me. That has to do with this fear that, that Wilder was talking about. You know, I work at the Conservatory of Music, conducting the orchestra, right? And uh, it's going crazy because of the pandemic, right? And the kids are, have to blow the horn and this, but uh, the mask, and it's it's like a madhouse, right? But it was funny because I thought about you. Um, that uh, Because I, I remember one time having dinner with you in Hamburg, you said, you know, I told you, since I know you, I understand music much better, you know, because music is not, has nothing to do with time and space. It comes from the source. It's just the speaker of the source. And uh, you told me, you know, uh, you, you asked me why I told you this. And you told me, yes, uh, I feel like a jazz man riffing around one single theme right remember i don't know yeah. if you remember we yeah. were in a Jewish restaurant and uh and this week i you know i went to the conservatory of music and i ran ran, ran into uh, uh the the professor of drums and i said you know how are you how are you coping with this you know uh, uh I, I was asking him because i belong to the classical music department he's the jazz department 
I said, well, the just people, we are all fine. We are already dead. The worst thing that could happen to us is just to be reborn. <laughs> they understand the joke. Is the, you know, the, the just people is just these, these people that uh, they improvise, they are closer to, to the source, you know, they have an, another source code, you know. But talking about the fear, right? I mean, everybody was freaking out at the conservatory, you know, with the mask, with the gel, with this and that. And I talked with the jazz people, you know, they said, you know, we are already dead, the jazz people, you know, the worst thing that could happen is to be reborn, right? And I found it quite funny because they were, you know, as you were saying, you know, they're, uh, because this week for me has been incredibly, you said, you know, wear the shoe and a lot will be revealed, you know, and so much is revealed that it's overwhelming. And I have to thank, I cannot thank you enough for keep hitting the same nail over and over and over and over because you know i have to confess you that many times uh you know listening to you i lost faith in the message because i couldn't see it with these eyes but i could see you i could see the message through you i i was telling to myself you know i i, I understand what it says but I don't live like this man. There's, I know I smelled something, that you had something. You were talking from somewhere. I, I had no idea. So I could see you with these eyes, but I didn't have the other eyes. I could, you, I, 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 I never lost faith in you. I lost faith in the message and we just said, I don't talking, I'm not talking to you, Javi. I'm talking to the Buddha about you. And I thought my Buddha was deaf or numb or out to lunch because I had no news from him. Where is my Buddha? Paul is saying that he's talking to him, he's deaf. Something is going on here, you know. But I had not, as you say, I thought I had something to do with this. I had nothing to do with that. But you were right. What I, I want to say is that everything that you say is absolutely right. Uh, because when you say, I'm, I'm not talking to you, Xavi, Javi, you are, I'm talking to the Buddha about you, the mind will never understand that. It's impossible. Javi cannot, I, impossible. I keep waiting for the Buddha to show up. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, that's not the way it works. No. You have to, You're already not, here, bro. What's already here can't show up. Right, and I understand, you know, I, I realized this week also, you know, because it's constantly thinking about Ramesh Balsekar, a few things and this and that, but, you know, as long as the dreamt is not catched, there's trouble in town, you know, there's, it's impossible. As long as you picture yourself in the dream, it's, it, it, there's no way out. I mean, it's impossible. Well, that's great news though. See, yes. it's all, everything is based on how it's heard. Yes. To some people, there's no way out is like a death sentence. To other yeah. people, no way out is the source of all relief. It's the greatest yeah. need. Because for me, when I was, I went to Ireland to, to follow you like, like a dog that, you know, that smells something, that does something good. You know, I know it's true. 
I don't get a thing. I don't know what he's talking about, but I could smell <laughs> it. I am a musician. I have intuition. And I and then I, I came back to Barcelona after two days. I took a plane to Hamburg before you went back to California, you know, and everything was true. Everything was true. And it's revealed, and it's like Ramesh, you know, he was always saying, Ramesh Balsekar, right? You know, things happen. He was quoting, like you are hitting the same nail, you know, self cannot get out of self. Ramesh Balsekar was hitting another nail. He was, you know, quoting the Buddha, Lord Buddha. Only one sentence. Things happen, deeds are done, no one is a doer. That's it. And and end of the story. No one is, and I'm talking with my sisters, and, and now I realize when that the, the core of the blindness of the system, the thought system, is that it's you you are so stubborn that you life is showing you that you have nothing to do, life is happening. But Ramesh was saying it's just a happening. You have nothing to do with this happening. Life happens. Like you said, when you are very young, life is happening. And then life is happening to me. Comedy Central becomes CNN in a flash. Yeah. And then you are fucked. And for me, it was not about traveling lighter. It was a matter of life and death. I, I, I couldn't travel lighter. I knew, you know. No, there was no option. That's why I was just uh, thanking you for being so stubborn, nailing, you know, hitting the same nail. Because I think, you know, the, the thought system is so stubborn. But I never met someone more stubborn than the thought system. And that's you. I think, yeah. you, you know, the, the, the death. I'm going to use that as my, uh, I'm going to use that in my resume when I start looking yeah. for a new job. You defeated the. the Humbly, I've never ah. met anyone more stubborn than the thought system. Than you are. Myself. You are. You are more stubborn. You you defeated my death star, that was one of the greatest death stars <laughs> I ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So I cannot. I thank you a lot, and I would like if you allow me, because I saw you know when I was in Dublin, I met a wonderful, wonderful person that just passed away. That was yeah. in the meeting with us, and it, that was Francis. I, I would like to to just and, and her 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 daughter is in the in the meeting today, and that woman was just a, a, a beautiful flower, you know. And I and when I told you, you know, I want to commit suicide every day when I wake up, and I and then I talked to her, and she said, you know, I have an incurable disease, and I said, you too. You know, we were laughing because I said, I have an incurable disease. You know, I am addicted to myself since I'm seven. And I said, you have an, for the body, you have an incurable disease. I have a, a, a mind in incurable disease, you know. And, you know, I, I just, when I saw her daughter here in the meeting, I was so happy because we, after Dublin, we share information talking about you and she has smelled uh, the truth also. Yes. I was so grateful to you. And, and, you know, one day when after one of the meetings, I told her, you know, I wish I could laugh like Paul. I could be so relaxed like Paul. What can we do, Francis? And she, and she said wisely, she said, laugh 
and then we start laughing. <laughs> the mind was gone, you know. So we got to move on, Javi. We got to move on. Thank you for the stubbornness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, in my will, I'm going to make sure they get you to speak at my memorial. Uh, uh, I'll be there. Yeah, uh, maybe you'll and be there. Everyone can watch it on Zen Bitswa. Okay, maybe if I, die, if I die first, you come and do the same thing for me, brother. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thanks, Javi. Anybody else want to raise their hands? You know, I want to say something, Mike. To stubbornness be concerning the message is simply... I do not believe uh, if, if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from what we're trying to describe now. You're going to be looking from it without knowing it. You're going to be calling something that you're not you. Yeah? And in that case, if the you is going to be the one that's going to lead all the paths of trying to correct it, yet never correcting the idea of you, it's pointless. So that's the reason why we stay hitting the same now over and over again. Yeah. Because this, this is like, this is the mental shadow that will follow you. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. And I remember I had so much respect from reading Ramana Maharshi, and I would say he would state this idea and, and frame it as the problem or the greatest mystery of uh, reality wanting to attain reality, you know? And how could that possibly happen? Well, it doesn't. It appears to happen, but it doesn't happen. And he, would, he went over this point, and it made such an impact on me I've never left it from there, you know, because it's the beginning, it's the conception, it's the activity that conceives the idea of self, yeah? This presupposing of a non-existent thing being that which is existing and then wanting to get salvation or love or security for that non-existent thing if this is in place, all your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? That put a stop to my movement, yeah? That landed, and some shit lands and never takes off. It just lands, and it's now embedded in you. It just becomes a part of how you see things. It does, yeah? Some hoang po, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. If I present that and put it up to the narrative that goes on throughout the day, this statement by Hoang Po negates the whole narrative because it negates the assumption that the narrative has, which is what can be perceived is what's perceiving. Yeah. So Paul, this thing is what's seeing. This thing is what's hearing. This thing is what's feeling. Yeah. And then the whole narrative is based on that assumption. You as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, which has been totally put to rest 
with one little, one flick of a sword, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. I mean, how much more clarity do you want in the most efficient manner in one sentence? Yeah? Hear that, and then, and then just hear that, and hear the narrative with that. It just takes the whole floor of the nar- narrative out. The narrative just drops. Yeah? It's all based on assumption or presupposing. Yeah? Time is a big ingredient. That's why they use the word pre. Because at the moment something is happening and the mental state claims it to imply there's a someone it's happening to or is doing it. Yeah? At that moment, the one that's being implied is presupposed before verb yeah so now you think you had something to do with shit you had nothing to do with and so suddenly living which is when you're a baby life's happening everything is verbing obviously then the mental narrative is of noun and verb it's duality yeah so there's verbing life's happening yeah, then there's an interpretation, a dualistic interpretation, that when life is happening, it implies it's happening to someone. Yeah, so now suddenly the verbs are, are under, underemphasized and the noun is completely emphasized. So you don't live life anymore, you live a life of, of a life happening and how it's happening to you. That's the interpretation. How can you not see it? You don't need to study 800 years of tapes of the narrative. Listen to it for five minutes. It's based, it's floating on fucking porous sand. (laughs) Its whole story is just smoke and mirrors. Yeah? It, It claims what's happening. See, this is how it gets... It gets a sort of, uh, it's like when they used to talk about secondhand smoke, you know? Someone's smoking a cigarette, and if you're nearby, you get the second, you get the effects of the cigarette, yeah? So here, things are happening. They're happening. The mental state claims them, and they use them happening to implore there's something else happening, which is Paul, or Javi, or Kurt, or Linda. That's the insanity, yeah? It, le- it takes what's happening and tries to infer that quality to this idea. Yes? You don't see it? It's like something dead. It takes the life of what's happening. It extracts the verb and shoots it into the dead. And now it seems to animate the story of Paul. But without the claiming of the verbs, the story of Paul would just deflate. It's all hot air. What is, why is this important? Because you'll get a sense that something that was crowned to be you isn't. Yeah? That's the basic of the relief. You lose interest in that, and therefore you'll start observing you've gained interest in others and life and in what you really are, and now suddenly 
the absurdity of trying to get into the moment will be seen because you've never been out of a moment. The absurdity of all these fucking uh, mythical journeys that the mental state wants to, us to embark on, they get, they put, they, they, it just stops, yeah? And now like Zen says, you see blue is blue, red is red. There's clarity. Not your clarity, there's clarity, yeah? And then you can become clear of the, the mechanism of selfing, yeah? And see the power of that word pre before the supposing, because the whole dreaming is of time. Time is the magic trick, yeah? The noun comes after, but is inferred to be before. And we live as if it's before. That's why we don't see any fucking, any of the shit that comes after. This is just a simple correction. This isn't spiritual. This isn't, oh, now I have a slicker way to get to my desired result. I hope you lose all interest in that shit, really. This is just being, you know, being without being so cluttered with so much time and fucking nouns and shit like that. You know, there are many layers of the skin in this example that get molted, yeah? We used to talk about it a lot. Part of the traveling light, lighter is very efficient. A lot of the shit that's unnecessary gets chafed off, yeah? And the only thing we've been trying to share through words isn't the word, yeah? It isn't the words. I'm trying to intimate something that's indescribable. Yeah. Not because it's spectacularly, uniquely different. It's ordinariness. Yeah. You can't see something that doesn't arrive. Something that's always been here can seem like it's never been here. Yeah. That's how it works with our dualistic mind. The mental state mistakes that which is always here as never here. Really. And then says things that are here and there coming and going are always here. But they're not. Yeah? The idea of Paul has changed over the years. The Paul of, of the 8-year-old is totally different than the Paul of the 20-year-old and totally different than the Paul of the old man. Not that I'm there yet, but I have feelings it's going to be that way. Yeah? This message is, oh, this is going to, uh, this is going to, you know, like, uh, this is going to be that uh, shit they put into car engines to really go for nitrous oxide, nitrous whatever. No, this isn't. Hopefully it's going to disarm you and you'll be okay now, you know? It seems to be underappreciated, but it's fucking unbelievable. It's a good basis to start your day. You're okay. <laughs> How novel is that? Then what would I do all day? Most of my day is trying to become better or okay. Oh, you'll find a lot of shit to do. Don't worry. Yeah.
You'll find a lot of shit. Or maybe nothing to do, and you'll be fine with that. Yeah. So, all right, Mike, anyone? Uh, yes, John Woodruff. John Woodruff. Yeah, hey, Paul, what's up? Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the claiming. I have a question about... Uh, so, just as an example, so say if I go in the kitchen and get a drink of water and then the mental state says i got a drink of water that's easy to see in the past tense so to speak but when the mental state or says i'm going to go get a drink of water and then the action figure walks into the kitchen and gets a drink of water it seemingly it seems more like I had something to do with it. Now, are, are you saying that that I is dug up from the past? Do you get what I'm, do you get what I'm trying to say? So say I'm yeah, going about my... Of course, yeah, it's, uh, yes. In one way, it's remembered. But also, they always do these the simple tests to show that there is no free will. Yeah. They have a physics person with the things on their head and they have a clock and they tell the person, stop the clock wherever you want. Yeah. And so then they, the, the person even tells themselves, I'm going to stop at nine and then stops it at one. And then they bring back the data and their brain lit up way before the thought that they were going to choose nine. Yeah. Okay. So basically, maybe the mental state is even more privy to the, to the time to the time lapse than you are, <laughs> your unconscious <laughs> condition. So it's playing with time all the time. Yeah. Okay. So, so sometimes it it's based on the habit there. of memory that you've done. It's implied you've done so many things. So it's going to be you that's going to get the water. But it's also uh, a little bit of a trip. The getting the water is what's happening. And then the you is the story about it. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't so worry what, about that. Okay. You know, don't get lost in the trees and miss the forest. Okay. All you want is the information to get through, not to you, but to what you are. And what you are will use it in a much more efficient matter than what you're not <laughs> yeah 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 i mean uh, i don't watch everything all day i've seen enough <laughs> right right well i was watching it and then it's like easy to see and then i then i then i said hey i'm gonna go into the living room and i'm like well wait a second that was before you know so yes so yeah yeah Probably because it has a it has a loop of claiming to be the one who went in the unif uh, the living room thousands of times, so sure, it just sure. takes into that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Time is the main ingredient. It's not using it in one of its tricks. It's using it all the time. Yeah, because the mental state isn't playing by the rules it's applied to you concerning time. We believe it's linear, that the past happened, and now we're in the present, and we're moving towards the future. The mental state's playing around with all that. Yeah. 
See, if you have a preconceived idea, a lot of magic tricks can get over on your ass. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just reporting in. I just saw it. That's all. No, I hear you. I, hear you. I Thanks, saw man. it enough. I saw it enough to see the magic ingredient of time. And then when I read that statement, and it was funny that whoever wrote it about Ramana's thing put the word pre in there, presuppose, that really was a, a nugget that I sort of uh, sat on for a, quite a while. So that's how the claiming occurs from what's happening, yeah? See, the evidence that you're happening is claimed from what's happening. <laughs> and then it gets, it gets used to imply there's a one that all the shit's happening too, yeah? Yeah. That takes time. You can see it because you're not of time. The awareness doesn't have a, awareness doesn't have a, a thread of time in it. It says it's always before whatever appears in time. Yeah. And you are of that. So it's not a Herculean chore we're sharing with you. It's readily available. You can see it. Yeah, so it's more like it's not. There's not even a worry about that. I went into the kitchen, or who went into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yes. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that it's going to keep going. It doesn't matter. You can have 800 peak experiences or tons of ayahuasca events. You're still going to think it was you. You're not going to think it was you. The system is going to think it was you that had all those events. I mean. People are waiting for something to change that uh, your condition isn't based on its condition changing. <laughs> your condition is before its condition. Oh, the light of my life just entered. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, anybody else want to raise their hands? Incredibly silent. Yeah, it's quiet. Not, not, not anymore. <laughs> we can end soon if you like. Art. Raised his hand. Art. Hey, Paul. Hey, Art. Hey, so I've had a pretty heavy week, but it's still I still feel the traveling lighter in many moments. I can I can see that's happening, but I I don't even know if I have a question about it. But it's just. I mean, shit can feel very heavy and confusing, you know, even yeah. when it's lighter. Yes. <laughs> In a weird yeah. way, 
in a weird way, every moment, there's two scales put out. The mental state claims what's happening, puts it on its scales, which are already uh, pre-fucking played with, and then there's the other scale. Yeah? The scale of discernment, of acceptance, of this is going to come and it's going to go. All those play a role mm. in that, the one scale. The other scale is already weighted for, for uh, an argument to be reinforced. Yeah, it's just a bogus, it's a bogus commerce. Yeah. So yeah, you can have heaviness and travel lighter through. That's the thing. Because you're not that which is implying the heaviness. Yeah. Yeah, yes. but you, yes, yes, but you, you still might say something in anger or something you regret. Of course, yes. but you didn't say it. The action figure did. Taking conditions and circumstances seriously based on mental grooves called samskaras. Yeah? yeah. Just yeah. like some action figures have a deep mental groove called alcoholism or addiction or whatever. They play themselves out here as the action figure. Where does it say they're yours? Yeah. Yeah, I like how Ramesh puts it. I haven't heard you say this, but the genetics and up-to-date conditioning seem to be what causes the action. Yeah, Ramesh had a very, you know, he was one of the first people I got introduced to. I like this one book, uh, Who Cares? <laughs> <laughs> that became the motto of my life. Who cares? Uh, yeah. He, and he, used, he wrote this thing about probability. It was pretty cool. Where, uh, you know, they looked at 10, 10 years of, for 10 years, four times in like the United Kingdom, the percentage of population, the, the percentage of murders was 3.2. It didn't matter when the population grew bigger or smaller. It was always like 3.2. <laughs> so you see everything as being very particular and chaotic. But if you see it from above, it has, it has formulations or patterns. Yes? Yeah. That's happening without and within. It's just yeah. where you're seeing it from. So he remember that movie Magnolia? Oh, yeah. I think it was Magnolia. And they had that interesting story where there was this this kid uh he was living with his mother and father in like a in a, a tenement an apartment about on the seventh floor and he was brooding it in his room and then his parents were fighting so he went up to the stairs to the roof and he was going to throw himself off because he had it and his mother was brandishing a shotgun at the father and as he jumped she the trigger went off accidentally, and as he was passing the window, the shotgun killed him. <laughs> yeah. Now, who could have ever fucking set something like that up? But it did. He jumped to kill himself, and he got shot going by the window <laughs> by his mother. <laughs> so these things, it's so, if you took one event that you just assumed going through it, like many other events, that you were the doer of it, 
and you just looked at the event and just took it apart a little bit. All right. I went to the store. Well, basically, you went to the store by the car. So if the car wouldn't have turned on, you wouldn't have gone to the store and so on and so forth. And I remember I was I was with Ramesh in India and I went back to my hotel or wherever I was staying and I tried to do this thing. And in, it was one of the times I ran into the most resistance by the mental state because its whole story is based on it's the doer. It doesn't really want to investigate, are you really the doer? And I could see the resistance just sitting there and going over at just one event of the day. And therefore, I knew how important it was. So, uh, yeah, see, if you weren't the doer, whose life would it be anyway? So uh, I like Ramana, Ramesh, I think his main thing was the, the doership, the personal doership. That was his shtick, yeah? And, he, and then as the friend said earlier, he would always say a thing, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. So what's happening isn't being disputed, yeah? Events are happening, deeds are being done. There's no dispute about that. What's being disputed is the individuality of, of being the doer of those things. That's it. That's the... That's what the message of non-duality is pointing at, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, is that your cat's tail there? Yes, the cat is back. Here you go. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, I, I just want to say, just... I yeah. want to say th thank you, Paul. I mean, honestly, I was feeling pretty sad before I joined this meeting, and I felt a sense of relief just listening to you talk. Oh, great, 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 yeah. Thank you, Art. We're at, I'm happy that you keep showing up, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Art. Kurt and Linda are up. Go ahead. Go. Oh, hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. It's I, I, I really enjoy your meetings, too. Um, I Bear with me, because I'm... So I kind of... I kind of get it and then I don't. And um, so I, I'm kind of taking it like non-duality is everything belongs exactly as it is. Because if it didn't, it wouldn't be non-dual, right? And so there's this awareness that I have. Um, and I also have a self, which you call the action figure. And sometimes that self starts making up stories or thinking that it knows how things should be when in effect, everything is exactly the way it should be in that moment. And it's just kind of our stories that create what we think and that things are being done to us and that things have to be a certain way. And I know that like when my self or I start, I guess is selfing the right word? when I start getting into my stories or my fears and, um, and I don't like it. I get very, very uncomfortable and I try to get myself out of it. And I'm in a 12 step program. So, you know, the steps help me somewhat or being of service to others. But I, I guess like, um, so I had a really bad eating disorder years ago and it took me 10 years to get out of it. And one would think, oh, that shouldn't have happened, but yet it happened and it happened for a reason. 
And, um, and I understand too, like you talk about the parasite that kind of takes over, but yet doesn't that parasite belong? If it, if like everything's non-dual and I have this awareness and I start being aware of myself. And I love what you said that if you, something can be perceived, it's not perceiving. So that means maybe it's a story or, a, um, but I guess that's where I kind of get confused in this because you know, then I go further and I think, and none of us like to be in discomfort. And so we have answers like, and, and so there's something in us that pushes us and we found ways of dealing with the discomfort, being of service, you know, good things happen, bad things happen, and we're labeling them good and bad. But of course, as humanity, as, as being the action figures that we are, we all would much rather, you know, we our preference is not being in pain. So I guess I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm asking. I um <laughs> But it was nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to like, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. You may be trying to make something able to be understood, but you don't have to waste the time. What needs it to be understandable isn't you. So, yeah. And the, the thing is, it's not self-having self a story. There's a story that's used to imply a self. Yeah, so the stories run to, to, to imply or infer a self. There's, and then the story is the self is having the stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> stories are making up the self and then the self now thinks it's having the stories. This is the, how it happens. See, if you could see how it happens, uh, a lot of the meaning in it is we don't see how it happens. Yeah. We only we start from a self having stories. And then it makes sense if the self has stories, then the self should be able to lose stories. And then confusion ensues where it doesn't seem to lose some of the stories it wants to lose. And it loses some of the stories it would like to keep. Yeah. So again, it's shown to be uh, a powerless fucking noun because it's not a noun. Yeah, there's stories that are being used to imply a self, and then a lot of us start there, and we see we see stories from self. I'm having a lot of stories. You don't see it? It's insane. Yeah. So it's just the whole point is all right. We're all pretty well. Nothing. There's no apparent threat in any of the squares. Watch out, Mike. There's someone behind you. No. There's no threats any of the squares. So we can look. We can just stop and look at it. We can. We can look at, all right, the language has me constantly putting self before a lot of stuff. Yeah? When self is made up after the stuff. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that cause a suspicion in the whole system? I, I'd say so. Yeah? So... There is no self. That's why we use the word selfing. We use the word self coming out of recovery, but selfing. 
It's an activity of the mental state and its main modus operandi is to claim what's happening, whatever it is, a feeling, a, a feeling. All right, first a, a, a definition on that feeling is given it, disconnected. I mean, who knows what feeling it is, but it's called disconnected. So therefore, oh, suddenly the reaction dualistically is I want connection, yeah? The connection, then that, that yearning to move somewhere else is claimed to imply itself. So self was disconnected and now self is moving towards connection. This is the mating, this is like made up story. Yeah. I mean, not with all the particulars, just the fundamental mechanics of it. It's made up. Yeah. You can see it. And I don't know, I, in my own reaction to seeing it as made up, it brought a lot of lightness to shit that used to be heavy. That's why I'm sharing it. Really, yeah. It changed the whole theme of the network from, you know, important uh, catastrophe forecasts to comedy fucking satires. You know, it changed the whole theme of the network that I was living under. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And uh, so I saw selfing claiming what's happening to imply a self. That's the, that's the process in time. Suddenly, we're out to lunch then, and we come to at self is doing the selfing. <laughs> when, when selfing is just implying a self, you can know it's work when you think you're doing the selfing. <laughs> you can self-diagnose at any moment. <laughs> I had this happened to me so many times. People would get the idea of selfing. They'd email me. I've been selfing all day. So there was the self put before the selfing, or selfing's driving me crazy. Self put before, you know. It's it was the perfect they're they're talking about getting it was the perfect illustration of what I was trying to get across without them knowing it. See that that's the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> so the language is the easiest way to see the, mechan the mechanical movement. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there is something that's always happening. Yeah. So it's readily available to be claimed to infer that which never happened is that which everything is happening to. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's a pretty tricky maneuver. <laughs> and then it just piles on all day, reinforcing it, reinf oh, it's just unbelievable. And then just habitually, there's a laziness, yeah? And then we bitch about everything that comes after, but we never really take a look at, really, are we before? Yeah? Are we really the doer? I've had an experience of being taken over by addiction, and I'm telling you, my intimate right up against the glass experience was I wasn't doing most of that shit. Something was doing shit through me. I was basically being used for transportation. Right. <laughs> really, seriously. Mm -hmm. I had no experience that I'm sitting around choosing to start looking for cocaine on that rug. No, I just got on my knees and started looking for cocaine. <laughs> I mean, there was no way in hell you were going to convince me I chose to do all that shit. 
that I expressed out there under addiction. No fucking way. I wouldn't believe you for a second from my own experience and observation. Yeah. Something takes us over. Well, I'm saying there's something that has, has taken us over before we wake up. So we never see the takeover. We're living from the takeover. Yeah. We're living from the point of view. Self is having stories instead of stories are being made up to imply a self. I mean, that's an incredible, important little, yeah. How can, how can stories be made up without a self making them up? Very easily, very easily. See, this is the mental logic. We, we can't believe verbs can just verb. We believe there's gotta be a noun doing it, yeah? Okay. Oh, Who so it's like when you... Did you think you did you think you were doing anything when you were a baby? If I don't you probably have no memories, but basically when I see a baby, that baby is definitely not in control. There's no one at the fucking levers. It's just a fucking awake. <laughs> fucking going crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah. So and yet there's a lot of shit happening, but there's no one doing it. That's the beauty of it. So it's like fear, you're saying, like if you separate it, fear from stories, like fear is just fear. And we can all dip into it. Well, it's anxiety, really. Okay, right. Anxiety. Fear is intelligent, right? Anxiety. Fear is a valid emotion. Right. Mental anxiety mimics the effects of fear, but it's made out of nothing, really. Maybe yeah. a little kernel of truth. I could maybe be fucked next week. Yeah. There's a little possibility, but then it just grows a fucking imaginary tree from that seed. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, really. And after you've lived under the orchard of the mental state, you know the tree by the fruit. Yeah? Yeah. I don't want to feel like... Uh, I, feel, I, I, I meet people. They're having minor electrocutions all day by mental anxiety. They're, they're having, they're in a post-traumatic stress disorder right now. It's a made up post-traumatic. It's been made up, but they're in a stress disorder now. They're getting zapped all day. I don't know how much the system can take. I mean, the system, I would imagine if you had 800 real events of fear, you'd really be fried out. Yeah, Maybe someone living has 30. Yeah. But for that adrenaline to be released by a mental activity all day is that's fucked up. I remember I was in the ocean in Australia. I saw a shark. I f tried to get out of there as fast as possible. When I got on the shore, I was just drenched in adrenaline. I mean, I was just rushing out. People are going through small can, uh, events like that with no shock. Yeah, shit. <laughs> no shark. You can see it. A lot of people really like it or not in the story, in the realm of story making, they're in the land of what's not happening. Where anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen and what's not happening. It has no 
containment because it's not happening. The one thing it doesn't have, what's happening has, which is it's happening, yeah? You have the ability to recognize what's not happening with the ally of what's happening, yeah? If you're awake to being awake, which isn't a fucking heroic, it's a fact, you will start having an immunity to what's not happening. You will, because it will be obvious it's not happening. The only why it's happening now because what's happening is entertaining it. But what's not happening never happens. It happens now by our entertaining it, yeah? Look at Labradors. Labradors, their Saturday isn't ruined, ruined by what's not happening. It's She's got a Labrador. She's got a Labrador. <laughs> exactly. It just, it's not any heroic. Their mind doesn't go into time like three weeks ago. Oh, I should have. She only threw the ball 500 times. I resent her. I needed a 530. You know, none of that's going on. They're available to what's happening because they have an immunity to what's not happening. We are a different story. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it, eh? Rob raised his hand, too. All right. One more. Is this Robert French? Rob hey, Paul. Helmer. Another Rob. Yeah. It's Rob Helmer, Paul. How you doing, bud? Oh, Rob Helmer. Yes. How you doing, Rob? Good, man. Um, I just wanted to share kind of an analogy that I came across that was helpful for me. Um, <clears throat> when my daughter Malia was about uh, five, four, four years old, we were at this uh, big fair. And kids have this, if anyone has kids or been to those fairs, they see these motorbikes that are going around and around in a circle. And there's a little bit of movement in the, in the handlebars. So if they're three or four, they really think they're steering. And, and then, you know, they get six or seven and they're like, this is boring. They're on with their younger sibling. They're driving it with their feet because they know they aren't driving. So for me, that analogy, I see it in myself and others is, do I think I'm the driver? <laughs> that little bit of wiggle room, I get a perception that I'm driving the whole thing, the whole machine. So that, that analogy for me was, and it's still helpful to this day, like 10 years later to think, oh yeah, I think I'm driving again, instead of there's something else driving here. And this little bit of movement there is some movement and there is choices, but that little bit of movement gives me a perception that I'm the driver. I, I am the one. I am separate from the machine, so to speak. So I thought that might be helpful for others because it, it served me like just by observing. I wanted to add something to it. This yeah. isn't about changing that which keeps thinking it's the driver. Yeah. It's seeing that you're not that. Yeah. yeah. Because this is the, this is how the idea of non-duality can get diverted into a path because yeah. you start seeing what you're not and then you think, and then there's this little subtle thing of, oh, that means I can change that, yeah? It's pointless. This has programming. 
it's always going to feel in most cases that it has choice or it's the doer. That's its programming. Yeah. This isn't about changing that. It's seeing you're not that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's important because I've seen a lot of people get caught up in trying to change something that doesn't need to be changed. It's programmed that way. And it's programming is limited. It's not programming to see that it, it's choiceless. That comes from what we are. Yeah. 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 But thanks, so the, bro. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. So the... Hmm? Let me sit with this for a sec. So what you're saying is to recognize that there is a, a program and your human state or your action figure is going to act in a certain way and that's part of the program too. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, the thing is, you can hear, you can go for a week to a retreat, there is no free will, but you're going to, the, the action figure is going to feel like it has free will all day. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. So that for me, is- you don't want to waste, why would you want to try to change the Toyota into a Buick? Just recognize it's a Toyota. You're not that. Yeah. And that can help service in the sense of, let's say I have a tendency to do certain things and we've talked before about limiting your affairs. So if you know, this is the way your programming is, then you limit. Exactly. Your or, so or you, or this you is like the course of miracles. Yeah. The course of miracles, which is you're dreaming yourself out of the dreaming. How would that be? Well, the dreaming is you have free will. Now you're using the, the idea of free will to do the next right thing. Yeah. 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 You're dreaming yourself out of the dreaming. This is why I, I just, I'm not into rigidity. Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, it doesn't uh, feel yeah. rigid to me, this, like the, the, this type of looking. Um, yeah. And, and the other, the thing is, it's like, if you're, <laughs> it's kind of like realizing you're, you're a deer, you're going to do deer things. <laughs> so, yeah, or, exactly. or if you're functioning in a world where you don't have certain skillful means and you might, you know, part of that free will or dreaming out of the dream is to get the skillful means or something's been brought to your attention. Is that exactly. Too? So let's say you go into an Indian sweat, right? Yeah. You have that. You've had experiences before. Now in your mental condition, you're seeing the sweat as a way to get to a higher level. I'll travel lighter. Yeah. Why don't you share your story about that? That's a good. Well, story. let me just give this, and then all right. Now you see it from the body condition. The body condition just wants to sit as close to the flap as possible to get out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these views that don't need to be changed. They need to be seen as not you. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want it, that sweat thing we've gone over and over again. Oh, that's but I, mean, I remember <laughs> after I went out of that first like round, the next round I tried to sit as close as possible to the <laughs> flap so I could sneak out when everyone was moaning and praying and get, go into the stream. Yeah, so it's just like the same thing. You come from a mental state, you think the three-week retreat is going to be great, you're going to, you know get clearer and shit like that. After a day or two in the meditation hall, you see, you walk in the first day, there's just a beautiful 
Cezanne, little mat, and a little pillow. After four days, there's tons of pillows built into well, like a like a, a temperpedic chair, so you can lift one of your left cheeks, your ass, because it's driving you crazy. So you see, what's the dominant is the programming, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Rob. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, I'm just so happy around, happy about Rob. All right. <laughs> I'll see you. If they only knew the Rob that I knew, (laughs) they realize why I'm happy. The action figures you saw in different different versions. The action figures. Thanks, bud. All right. Well, I think we're going to end on that note, eh? Thanks, Rob. Uh, Unless there's a burning desire. Any burning desires? Uh, There is one. Uh, John R. All right. John R. John, you got to unmute. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. John R? John R, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, yeah. John. Um, hey, Mike. Um, cool. Thank you for your service, Mike. Um, I don't know, something just came up. But it's a bit of my story, it doesn't matter. But um, I was born in Africa and raised by uh, a nanny. Um, who was obviously an African woman. Um, and it came to about six years old, five or six years old, where my family took me back to their home, which was England. Um, my primary or my only language at that point was Swahili. I couldn't speak English very well. Um, so I get to England and um, I became aware that I wasn't African. And um, I wasn't very happy about that. Um, because I, I wanted to be an African, you know, I, I had experienced that. Um, so fast forward, I, I find myself in uh, a 12-step room, maybe quite some decades later, and um, I used to watch my feet take me to meetings. Um, and, I, you know, <clears throat> I guess the summary is um, after doing some step work and that, I'd been encouraged to do um, experiences in my life where I should have been dead but had miraculously survived and there'd been quite a few of those Um, and on further research I kind of looked back at my life and uh, there were so many times I'd, I'd look even in positive situations and stuff where whose life is this it's not mine and I never really felt that, or I, it was an observer, you know, I'd get instances where maybe I'm in Mexico or somewhere, loving the scenery, but still acting out maybe and coming on experiences of uh, police or whatever. And my something would happen where I could be watching my body deal with these situations and... Um, it was almost a, a message coming to me. Yeah, you're doing fine. You're going to be okay. And I'd miraculously get out of that again, you know. So I just wanted to throw that in and say I'm really appreciative of your uh, message. Uh, yeah, I, I just keep doing the do, you know, the daily things. But I'm well aware that 
I've never been sort of navigating the ship and I'm grateful for where I am. It's been an amazing life that has unfolded, but I'm, I'm sort of well aware I didn't drive the bus much. Yeah. That's it. That's, uh, that's part of the fun knowing that. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, it's so in a way, I think most of us will find out that the mental claiming can re can only reach so far. There's certain things that are so obvious that it had nothing to do with. It basically leaves it alone. Yeah. So in recovery, we have that sudden realization that something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Well, that can be a common occurrence. You can, you've been, you can be having that quite a lot every day. <laughs> and it's, it's sort of like a forced humility in a way because the system just cannot blow a big enough long-lasting bubble to, uh, to cover that shit up that it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's sort of pretty cool. Yeah. It does. It's sort of like someone's reached. They can only reach to a certain point. Well, the mental state is sort of like that. Your size is infinite. It, a lot of times the mental state can't reach where you're going to be. Yeah. So it gets into a sense of humility in a way. Yeah. And then it just honors that something is done for it what it couldn't do for itself. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, to me, it's one of the highest levels of an action figure, really, is the gratitude and the honor of that which is done for it what it couldn't do for itself. Yeah. It's a very... Uh, I th it looks good on action figures. Gratitude and honor. It does. I like that look. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to say good, good, good day. Good day. Good day. All right. Let me start with uh, the folks in the beginning here. All right. So, Mike, thank you again, Mike, for being uh, quite a re reliable character in an unreliable way. Yes. There's Mike. There's Ben. Ben, our poet laureate. Nice to see you, Ben. We got... Uh, we got... Javi, always nice to see you, Javi. It's nice to see you coming alive. That's good. Yeah. Kurt and Linda, fantastic. Yes. I love laughing my way down to Redondo Beach. It's nice. So, Joseph, That's nice well, to see you. I was the born there. A little lighter Redondo today, Beach. Joseph. What? <laughs> yeah. Paul? Hmm? I was what born in Redondo Beach, by the way. Oh, Paul. you were? I like Redondo Beach. I like almost any city with the word beach in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With you on that. <laughs> I sort of like that. Maybe it's the beach. I don't know. Robert, French. Nice to see you, Robert. I'm going to run into you one day in New Zealand. Yes. We got Drew. Drew has, uh, I can only see the top of his right forehead. There he is. He's appeared again. Nice to see you, Drew. Thanks for all the t-shirts. And there's Drew's cat. Yeah. 
Right there, see it? All right. Uh, Fatso made an appearance, a couple of appearances today, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Walter, 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 uh, you're traveling a little lighter now, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yes, good, good. Jeremy, yes. Jeremy's left the monkhood of non-duality. He's a lay person now. Very good. Johannes, nice to see you, my friend. Yes. Z, always good to see you. I may come swim, Z. I don't know. I'll call you. It's looking a little rainy out here. We got uh, Mahavir. Mahavir from Portugal. One of my Portuguese Zen bitch slappers. They took off for a few weeks, but uh, I noticed your absence. Nice to see you. We got Judith, as always. Judith, we're going to be seeing you in Hawaii, too. Here we are. Don't worry. We'll let you know so you can uh, leave if you want, but we may, we'll tell you when we're coming. Susan Kimpton, nice to see you, Susan. You're pointing in another way today. It's good. Fritz, Fritz, my main man in L.A., always got the beautiful virtual realities there. Richard Ty, my bodyguard, he's been off duty for a while, but I need you. You're on call, Richard, remember. If any one of these square bothers me. I'm All right, you got it. All right, thank you. We got Barbara and Roman. Barbara, Roman. Hank, Henrik, not that far from Barbara and Roman from Holland. Nice to see you, Henrik. It's a pleasure, really. Gary C., the man that lives in the corner. Very nice. Do a little children's book. The man who lives in the corner. That's good. We got John K., John K. always looks like he uh, ate the cat. He's got that Cheshire smile. Yeah. I don't know. Either he's doing well in the stock market or he's just fucking unconditionally happy. <laughs> we got Keith. Keith, you coming around feeling better, different? Yeah. Keith's Much got lighter. the cat. See, the cats, we're yeah. having, it's cat day in uh, Zen Bitch Slap. There's another cat. A little, a little Zen Buddhist monk right here. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's not that little. Ours is no. He's a ragdoll man. Yeah, ours is not that friendly, really. Yeah, I just put. I just smothered my my uh, crotch area with cat food, a little catnip. That's what got it. Chris, 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 nice to see you. Dennis in L.A., California. Thanks for clearing that up. That L.A. is in California. I like that. Randy S. <laughs> John, John R. Thank you for your share, John. Yeah. Mike C. Scratching his head. Yes. We got Keith. Keith, we'll be talking to you about uh, watching over Katso. Okay, Next good. I'll, I'll be give glad you a to call. help out. All right. Thanks. Sarah. Sarah from a Greek island. Hey. Thanks, Paul. Nice to see you. Mickey, the uh, Mafia Matriarch of Madeira. All right. Draw, D-R-O-R, Monk. Draw yes. Monk. That's, that's a great name. Draw Monk. Yes. It sounds like the, uh, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Draw Monk. 
<laughs> well, it's it's monk every, actually, but it's because they where I come from, they don't know English very well. <laughs> oh, so monk, monk. All right, yeah. Elroy from Phoenix, Rob Helma <laughs> from Nelson. Uh, some people are blank. Oh, there's Zoe, Zoe Banks. Nice to see you again, Andreas, and a couple of. Uh, so. Hey, thanks, everybody. My pleasure. And, you know, I think uh, Javi was saying that I was right about everything. Well, uh, I'm really right that if you donate, your life is going to go really, really well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm not getting cut, too, Paul. <laughs> After all, your bodyguard. Come on now. <laughs> it costs money to have a bodyguard. <laughs> I'll see you guys. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Thank you very Thank much. Paul, thanks. Thanks, Paul.